Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season three, episode two of The Vampire Diaries, which is called The Hybrid. Yeah, we're off to a good start. It's crazy because it feels like the stakes aren't as high as season two, but they're also just like everything's kind of piggybacking on itself. Well, also, this is episode two. We got some time to raise the stakes. It's, It's notable, of course, that this episode is called The Hybrid and not The Hybrids because there is one hybrid and that number is not going up. As of now. Yeah, the number did not change in this episode. So as always, I will read the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Klaus puts a plan in motion that will give him even more power, but even with the unwilling participation of werewolf Ray Sutton, things don't go exactly as Klaus had planned. Damon and Alaric reluctantly go along with Elena's new strategy to find Stefan, leading Damon into a dangerous fight with an unexpected enemy. Jeremy turns to Matt for help as he continues to try to understand what the ghosts from his past want from him. Unaware that Caroline is in need of his help, Tyler faces an emotional confrontation with his mother. It's a jam-packed episode. We cover a lot of different storylines here. Yeah, we're really laying the groundwork for some major conflicts throughout the season. Not a lot of wins for anyone this week. Pretty, pretty rough week. So we open the episode at the Salvatore house. Damon is watching the news, which is talking about Andy's death. They don't know if it's a suicide or an accident, but they do know she's dead. They're reporting it on the news. Damon, of course, already knows about it because he was there. He saw it. Um, He knows it was not suicide or an accident, actually. It was very purposeful. And Elena enters and she's like, hey, you've been dodging my calls. And he says, yeah, my girlfriend is dead. Even now, he still calls her his fake girlfriend. Yeah. And he's in heaven like, come on, man. I was good to you. I liked you. He's a pretty good girlfriend. And Elena asks why Damon didn't tell her about Andy. And Damon says, like, oh, happy birthday, Elena. Stefan killed Andy. Cake, which is basically to say it was your birthday. I didn't want to ruin your night. You already upset with me about Stefan. But it's nice to know that Elena feels remorse for the way she treated him. And so Elena tells Damon that Stefan called her, which we saw at the end of the last episode. Damon says, well, what did he say? And Elena said, well, he didn't say anything, but I know it was him. And Damon's like, "Okay, um, I'm not sold on that but which obviously it was him you know you don't have any clear evidence but who else would call and not say anything from an unknown number at this point i mean well it could just be a butt tile of someone you don't know i guess like there's explanations obviously it is stefan so who cares yeah we know that yeah but i would be optimistic as elena is well and the other clue that elena has is that she had the sheriff trace the call and it came from tennessee where they know that stefan is right now But Damon maintains that Stefan is gone and not just geographically. But Elena says, like, if he was gone, he wouldn't have called. And that logic tracks. But I'm sure Damon's like, well, that's simple. He didn't call. (laughs) Like, Yeah, it's easier to believe that he's gone. So then we go over to Alaric's apartment. He's waking up. um, He's in bed. There's bottles of bourbon on his nightstand. And someone is just incessantly knocking. He assumes it's Damon. He says, go away, Damon. He goes up to the door. He opens it. And surprise, surprise, it is actually Elena. Yeah, so good to know he got his apartment back. Yeah. (laughs) And Elena wants to know what Rick knows about Stefan in Tennessee. Alaric says, you know, I checked out, ask Damon. And Elena's like, look, Damon isn't in the mood to help. And you know what he knows, so just tell me. And Alaric's like, you know, he's not in the mood to help for a good reason. Stefan's off the rails and it's not safe. And Elena says, look, if he's holding on to his humanity, which I believe he is, he can still be saved. And I want to save him because I am not the type of person who checks out. Nice, subtle dig at Alaric. Yeah. And he's like, OK, that was a little rude. Yeah. He said, OK, that's a little bit of a low blow. But to be fair, he did abandon her. 
And Elena says, like, look, Stefan would never give up on me, so I'm not going to give up on him. And with this passion, Alaric relents. He says, fine. <sighs> Stefan and Klaus have been tracking werewolves all over the eastern seaboard. We got pretty close to them in Memphis. And it fades out as we transition to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. Stefan is carrying Ray up the mountain. And Klaus says, oh, is he heavy? You need water. You need a break. And Stefan says, hey, you know what? Let's we're stuck together. Let's skip the chit chat. Dude, just have some water. Yeah. And like Ray's just slung over his back like he weighs nothing. And, you know, at least Stefan is like, no, we're not having this little conversation. Like, I get I'm here, but I'm not going to pretend to like you. We're past this. And Klaus says, oh, so much brooding. You know, your self-loathing is suffocating you. A good read from Klaus that Stefan is not ready to hear or unpack. I would agree with him there. He, he did make a point. Stefan says, well, maybe it's because I'm tired of hunting werewolves. We've been doing it all summer. But luckily, as he says that, they approach the pack they're looking for. They found a pack. The wolves immediately clock that they're carrying a dead body and then pretty quickly clock that it's their friend Ray. And they're pretty quickly scared. And one girl turns to Stefan and she says, who are you? And Klaus says, well, the really important question is, who am I? And Klaus is like, uh, he is no one. Excuse you, I'm supposed to be famous by now. It's been a whole summer. Like, I'm sure you've heard of me. So he says, my name is Klaus. And they, as a matter of fact, have heard of him. They're like, oh my God, you're the hybrid. And he says, awesome. I love that you've heard of me. He said, oh, I love my fans. Thank you so much. They're the reason I do what I do. I do think it's funny that it took them a whole summer to find a pack of werewolves. I feel like it had to have been easier than that. Okay, where would you start? If you're looking for werewolves, I just I would think that Klaus would have more information already. Like he was waiting for the the curse to break. He wasn't like keeping track of werewolf packs in that time. Well, he clearly was having trouble getting werewolves. He only had like two options and they were from the same pack, which notably mostly are dead. I would think he had more options, but he was just looking for the Mystic Falls options. The doppelganger is the limiting factor. Maybe. Well, obviously he doesn't have the options. I guess he must not have had any options. I'm just surprised he didn't know of others is the thing. I'm not surprised because he mostly seems to, since he was a vampire, he wasn't like, no, he wasn't plugged into the werewolf world. He had never turned. And the witches aren't necessarily plugged into werewolves and werewolves are notably almost extinct and keep to themselves. And I guess he wouldn't want to be too visibly plugged into the werewolf world because then people will be like, why is this original vampire so interested in werewolves? That has nothing to do with him. And then it's only a hop, skip and jump away from, hey, that curse might be different than what we think it is. That's quite a large hop, skip and jump. I don't think anyone would make that assumption. But at least, but it would at least be suspicious. It'd be like, why does he care so much about uh, werewolves? You know? Yeah. I don't know. It just felt, it felt like something I would have expected him to have more information on. I just think that werewolves definitely are hiding from vampires. Like they're making it their business to not be found. So I think it's, it makes sense that it would take a whole summer to get someone who they could track down because werewolves also seem to be kind of nomadic i was gonna say it could take a whole summer to find a werewolf that is associated with a large pack because i think he wanted to start with a pretty big army too Mm -hmm. like he might have found like a handful of like one or two but why start there so then we go over to the lockwood house carol is pouring herself a drink in the morning because she needs to deal with what she's about to do she looks at a vervain syringe and she dumps it in the coffee just as tyler comes downstairs and carol says hey coffee's hot He pours himself the coffee. She watches him to see if he'll drink it. And he notices she's stressed. She says she's stressed. And then she also takes this time to be like, well, also, I want to say, if you're going to bring a girl home, I wish she had the tact to not sneak out like a prostitute. Okay, girl, what do you gain from belittling Caroline at this moment? She's already trapped in a dungeon. 
you already shot her. Just be like, hey, if you're going to bring a girl home, like, let me know. You'll be like, hey, I noticed Caroline was here. Yeah. Also, she really shouldn't be bringing up Caroline because all that's going to do is bring attention to the fact that Mrs. Lockwood knew Caroline was here. And now suddenly Caroline is unreachable. But anyway, Tyler says, wait, she snuck out. And also, sorry for bringing a girl home. He finds it odd that Caroline would sneak out. She did sneak out, so it's not that odd, but he's just thinking about it. And then he takes a sip of the coffee, finally. Carol waits with bated breath, and he says, whoa, <laughs> I think the cream's bad. So he definitely tastes something, but it doesn't hurt him. Because usually we don't see anyone who's not a vampire even react to vervain. You know, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like there. Yeah. And then he says, well... Don't wait up. And he's about to leave. And then he turns back and he says, oh, and by the way, also, Caroline is not a prostitute. Thank you, King. Thanks for standing up for her. Took you a second, but you did it. You got there. So then Tyler leaves. Carol is relieved that Tyler isn't a vampire. But she makes a call to someone named Bill. And she says, you know, I've gotten myself into a bit of a vampire situation. At this point, did you have any idea who Bill was? You just assumed he was on the council? I just assumed he was someone on the council who we hadn't met. We haven't really met that much of the council in the grand scheme we have no idea if like anyone else if like damon knows this guy or anything yeah so then we go over to the grill jeremy approaches matt in the locker room because they both work at the grill but matt says hey jeremy it's your day off dude and then jeremy says hey remember what we talked about last night and matt's like oh the last night was a blur i had two whole puffs of weed yeah he's like i was crazy it was fucked up back then jeremy says well look i saw vicky again And Matt says, hey, aren't you dating a witch? Why don't you tell her? Which I do think is a fair point to make as much as I do hate Matt. Yeah, Matt's like, hey, I don't really know why this is my issue. Like, I feel like you have other people better suited for this. Yeah. And Jeremy says, hey, well, we don't need a witch. There's tons of information on the Internet. We need personal items. And it works best when a family member reaches out. Now, if I were Matt, my argument would be I think a witch would be helpful still. Yeah. And my argument would be like, okay, you found this online. Like, why would you like, I understand you don't want to open up this ex-girlfriend thing with Bonnie, but I would trust her information a little bit more. Yeah. And Matt basically says, no, I'm not doing that. And Jeremy said, she said, help me. I'm trying to figure out how to help her. And then Matt is like, do you like swear you're not messing with me? And Jeremy's like, of course, I'm not fucking messing with you. This would be so mean. Yeah. Like, why would you do this to someone? This would be the worst prank of all time. Yeah, it's not even a little funny. Like, why would someone be messing with you in this way? Like, yeah, people don't like you, but they wouldn't be this actively mean to your face. Exactly. And Jeremy says, look, she loved you the most out of anyone. You're kind of the only one who can help. They sit down and Matt nods. He kind of seems tentatively okay with the prospect. Yeah, he's opening up his mind to it. So then we go out to the dining area of the grill. Tyler and Elena are having lunch and Tyler says, you know, a lot of werewolves like to be alone for the full moon, but some like to gather in places where they don't have to chain themselves up, where they can like enjoy it, like mountains or state parks, et cetera, et cetera. I totally get that. If I was a werewolf, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah, totally. I want to be running around. I don't want to be chained in the cellar. Yeah. How depressing is that? Mm -hmm. Elena says, well, do you know, like by any chance of any places in Tennessee? And he says, you know, as a matter of fact, I do. He starts to draw her a map. And Elena says, thank you. And Tyler says, yeah, well, as Caroline likes to remind me, Stefan is in this mess because I bit Damon. So I kind of owe you guys one. Which, fair. Not that he, like, meant to bite Damon, but he is. He's like, okay, I, I guess I can be a little bit more friendly. Yeah. And Tyler says, hey, Elena, have you talked to Caroline today? And Elena says, no. Why? Is everything okay? And he says, oh, I'm just curious. 
And I think it's some like, oh, I haven't heard from Caroline. That's weird. Why'd she sneak out? But also like, well, maybe she told Elena, like what happened? Maybe there was some reason she snuck out. You know, yeah. like, I don't think he's really on this Caroline's missing train yet. And he has no reason to be. Yeah. So then he points a spot out to Elena on the map and Elena goes up to Rick and says, hey, you want to go to the Smoky Mountains? And Rick says, look, I do not want to hunt a pack of werewolves on a full moon. And Elena insists like, oh, my God, well, we'll be out before the full moon then. Like, who cares? Plus, if you don't come, I'm going to go alone anyway. She's like, look, you don't have to come, but I'm going regardless. So does that change your answer? And it does. (laughs) Yeah. He's kind of upset that she plays that card and she says well you did just tell me i could handle things on my own and he said yeah i kind of meant frozen dinners and sats and i think you know that but i understand why you're playing this card this is a smart move to play and she's like okay but in what world have i ever cared about the sats she's like let's look at my life right now buddy that is not on my radar i bigger fish to fry (laughs) but finally rick says fine let's go but you're driving and they leave and then we go back up to the smoky mountains Klaus is giving, you know, a little bit of a speech to all the werewolves. He says, you know, it's really fascinating. A werewolf who's not bound by the moon, a vampire who's not bound by the sun, like a true hybrid. It's a really interesting phenomenon. And then Ray gasps awake and he's like, oh, my God, Ray. Great timing. Very dramatic. Thank you so much. And Ray says, hey, what's happening? And Klaus gives Stefan his cue. Stefan gets up in front of the crowd and he says, hey, any of you human? Any humans in the crowd tonight? (laughs) Raise your hands. Let's give a big cheer if you're a human. (laughs) And Stefan says, you know, Ray needs human blood to complete his transition to vampire. And if uh, he doesn't get it, by the way, he will be dying. So those are the stakes we're operating under. And if I'm the human in the crowd, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm sorry, Ray. That is not my problem. Peace and blessings to you, sir. But it is not going to be me. And the human in the crowd does keep his mouth shut. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but at least he tried. Yeah, and Klaus says, hey, guys, we don't need that much, okay? Just a little drop. Are you sure there's no, like, boyfriends or girlfriends along for the ride here who are human? But Klaus can kind of sense they're human. We can assume somehow from some sense he has his werewolf or vampire that he can, like, sniff out a human. Sure. Yeah, I assume he can smell human blood or something. I mean, I don't think it's a crazy leap. Yeah. So Klaus, like, looks at this one guy and says, you. And his girlfriend is immediately upset. So obviously he is the human. Girl, you gave it away. (laughs) So Klaus bites the human. His arm is gaping. It's not healing. So we know it's so we know he's human. Stefan's like, "Okay, Ray, please drink it. You know, because if you don't, I'm going to and I won't stop. He said, and me personally, I have no self-control. So if you want to let me do this, go ahead. The girlfriend is like freaking out. And Klaus says, hey, girly, this is the new world order. You join us or you die. And she says, you know, I'd rather die than become a vampire. And he says, "Mm, wrong choice. And then he feeds her his blood and kills her. And Ray drinks the human blood. So we got some transitions moving. And Klaus says, all right, who's next? Well, it's so funny. She said, I'd rather die than become a vampire. You're not becoming a vampire. You're becoming a hybrid. You should have specified it, girl. You're going to be okay, queen. Yeah, good. You don't have to do either of them. I've got great news for you. So then we go back over to the grill. Tyler is playing pool alone. Matt approaches and refills his coffee and he says, hey, you've like been here forever. And Tyler's like, well, I don't know. I thought I was meeting Caroline. Um, Have you seen her? And Matt's like, yeah, I don't really keep up with her comings and goings anymore. Sir, you barely did before. You were a very good boyfriend, buddy. And Tyler says, look, I never meant for us being friends to be a problem for you. And I know it's new and they've only had sex once, but Tyler, you are bearing the lead. 
well, there's no point in telling him this now. Yeah. We got, we've all seen Matt does not handle news like that well. So let's wait a little bit. Yeah. And Matt says it is what it is. He starts to walk away and then he realizes like, oh, tonight's a full moon and Caroline usually helps you. And Tyler says, yeah, whatever. Matt says, is this the kind of thing you need another person for? And Tyler says, no, not really. I can like handle it. Yeah, Tyler's like, I'm good, but thanks. <laughs> and then Tyler takes a sip of the coffee that Matt just poured and said, what is up with my taste buds today? This tastes like shit. And Matt says, yeah, it's probably the vervain. The sheriff makes me put it in the coffee sometimes, but most, you know, humans can't taste it. And Tyler says, wait, that's what vervain tastes like? Tyler's like, oh, shit, that's not good. <laughs> so you can see the wheels are starting to turn for Tyler. He knows the taste of vervain and he got it somewhere pretty close to home. Yeah, that his mom put vervain in his coffee. And there's only so many reasons that would happen. The main one, it's either she thinks I'm a vampire or she accidentally put vervain in it. Well, or she wants me to not be compelled. Oh, could be, I guess. I didn't think about that. One. She obviously wants to test if he's a vampire. So it's obviously not to avoid compulsion, but that would be another reason. That's yeah. why the sheriff has Matt put it in the coffee. So the townspeople can't be compelled. Oh, I thought she was putting it in the coffee to test for vampires, but I guess she doesn't really need to do that now that she is in with them. It's probably uh, two-pronged. It helps both yeah, ways. a combo platter. Yeah. Um. So then we go over to the Lockwood house and Bill arrives. Bill is played by, let me find the actor's name. This guy walked in and I said, oh no, because I have seen this actor before. <laughs> Bill is played by Jack Coleman. He's an actor who's been in a number of things, most famously- heroes dynasty but stephanie you know him from criminal minds and how to get away with murder and he generally always plays a pretty mean guy i think yeah he's never a good one how to get away with murder he plays viola davis's husband in the first season who spoiler alert gets killed that's the murder they need to get away with i'm pretty sure that's not who he plays in how to get away with is murder. it sam keating he was only in one episode so he's uh, he is not sam keating oh but he was on an episode of how to get away with murder so he arrives at the Lockwood house, Bill. Carol says, oh, does anyone else know you're here? And he says, no, he drove straight through town. So no one will know he's here. So that tells us he's coming from out of town. Just something to think about. And that someone in town would recognize him. And he says, you know, I'm not really sure what you expect me to do. And she's like, well, I want you to tell me what to do. Like, I feel stuck. I can't get my hands dirty here. Like, I remember when Caroline was born. The council knows nothing. I've been organizing this all on my own. I just, I don't know what to do and I need help and suggestions. Yeah, because she's like never had to deal with this. She feels obviously connected because she knows Caroline and she knows that Tyler likes Caroline. So she really doesn't want to deal with this at all. But she, she doesn't know how to handle this well. I mean, she's friends with the fucking sheriff. She assumes the sheriff doesn't know. Oh, I, would, I thought that she would assume the sheriff knows. And that's why she's not telling her. If she thought the sheriff knew, wouldn't she call her and be like, I have your daughter because she's a vampire? I think she assumes that the sheriff is on Caroline's side. Sure. Because she asked, why aren't you making any progress on the vampire thing? And the sheriff said, oh, you know, I am. So I think Carol probably assumes that the sheriff is like not doing anything purposely. That makes sense. That that was my read on it, but it could be the other way. Yeah, I think you could make the argument either way. Um, and Bill doesn't really give any useful tips, but he says, you know, she's a vampire. We do what we have to do. Yeah, his tips are basically like, well, you better suck it up and kill her. Yeah, like that's pretty much what he says. Do you think that's what Bill's going to do is try to kill Caroline? I don't think right away uh, because of the reveal at the end. I, I think that's his eventual plan. 
But I think he's the type to want to get some information about how she turned, how this happened, clear out the other vampires, that kind of thing. Sure. So then we go back over to the Smoky Mountains where Rick and Elena have arrived. They are hiking up the hill. Rick says, you know, in a couple hours, the full moon's going to rise and the pack will be on the ridge. Elena is like, oh, you must have been a Boy Scout slash vampire slayer. Ha 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 ha. He's like, yeah, I'm also a lost cause. <laughs> and he gives her some weapons, including wolfsbane, grenades, et cetera, et cetera. And then Elena's like, well, I have something for you, too. And she offers Alaric John Gilbert's ring for protection. And he's like, that's not for me. He gave that to you. And she's like, well, I'm a doppelganger. It won't work on me. He gave it to me to save for my future children. And Alaric said, well, then save it for your future little Gilberts. And she says, then borrow it until I have a kid. I would feel bad if I got you killed before happy hour. Yeah, she's like, at least borrow it for the night. Like, that's all I'm asking you to do here. Which also, like, if she like she doesn't have a kid yet, just wait until she does. Yes. <laughs> he's trying to distance himself. Obviously, that's not working. And he's charmed by this. He's he's warming up to the idea of having a makeshift family. So he takes the ring. So Elena keeps walking. And she's like, you know, I really don't know why you think you're a lost cause. And then she gets pushed into the water very suddenly. She looked up and it's Damon. Of course, Rick told Damon. I don't know why she didn't think Rick would tell, tell Damon. Yeah, I don't know why she thought Damon wouldn't be here for this, but also specifically, it's not like it's not like Elena said, oh, and don't tell Damon. Yeah. Then we go up the mountain where transitions are continuing. The human is acting as a blood bag. Ray looks around and sees his whole pack. And he's like, they're all dead. And Klaus is like, OK, you're through your transition, so you should feel better soon. So chill out, dude. Yeah, he's like, they're not like dead. Like they're going to pop back up. You're going to do what you just did. Yeah. Stefan says, so you're like building a bunch of slaves and Klaus says no I'm not building a group of slaves I'm building soldiers comrades and Stefan says for what war and Klaus says you don't arm yourself after war has been declared you build your army so big so that no one ever dares to pick a fight and you got to give it to him that's a useful philosophy yeah he's like there's no war yet but when I start the war with my giant army guess who's gonna fucking win babe and Stefan says, well, why are you so sure that all of these people are going to be loyal to you? And Klaus says, you know, it's really easy to be loyal when you're on the winning team. You'll learn that when you shape your depressive chip off your shoulder. Again, an excellent read that Stefan is not ready to hear. Yeah, he's like, hey, once we start winning, you're going to get over this. We're going to be we're going to have so much power. You're going to feel great, man, because clearly Klaus has uh, traded love for power long ago. And so Stefan laughs and he's like, is that why you're keeping me around for an attitude adjustment? And Klaus says, you'll know why you're being kept around when I want you to know. What do you make of that? I don't know, because clearly he wants to keep him alive. And clearly, I mean, he could pick any vampire for this job in theory, Mm -hmm. but he seems very dead set on Stefan, even when and even like, oh, well, you'll turn your humanity off, babe. We'll see. I like. It's unclear. I I don't really know because it was kind of like, well, if he's just like really a good killer, that was kind of what he implied originally. But it's clearly more than that. Uh, Yeah. And why isn't he telling him if it's just like, oh, you're a good killer. So it's like not only is there a reason, but he's keeping it a secret from Stefan for some reason. And we don't know why he's keeping that secret or what will prompt him to finally tell that secret. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sold on this, but the one thought is that like, in some way, this is just keeping Stefan away from Catherine. I, I don't know why he would care enough about whether Catherine is like trying to date this guy who doesn't want to date her, that that would be an issue. Maybe he just wants to torture Catherine. He's like, I'm going to ruin your life. You're never going to have the boyfriend you want. That just seems like 
why would he do that? That's not really enough torture for him, I would think. He's not really an emotional torture kind of guy. Yeah. He's more of a, a physical torture. But also Klaus is not the type to think of really like complicated schemes. You know, he's like, if I can make someone upset, that works for me. That's why it kind of made sense when he that he was just like, oh, like, I'll just take Stefan with me. I, I mean, he could just want Stefan with him to like shit on these people that tried to stop him from breaking the curse. But like he broke the curse in theory. So he really doesn't like he doesn't need to get back at those people. He already kind of got back at them by taking Stefan. I don't really know. He kind of got back at them by killing Jenna. Yeah. And supposedly Elena. So who knows why he wants Stefan so bad? I'm sure there's a better reason. Maybe some of the some other original wants Stefan, although I think I'll, I am under the assumption all the other originals are in that little shipping container. Interesting. There was a whole lot of nothing in those guesses. Well, you may come to find that there was something in there that was headed in the right direction. Ooh, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. We'll see. We'll see. Then Klaus and Stefan notice that Ray has like blood tears coming out of his eyes and they're like, okay, well, something is wrong. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, that doesn't look good. Like, it's funny that, you know, obviously supernatural things, there are different symptoms for things, but universally crying blood can't be a good sign. Never a good sign. (laughs) So then we go elsewhere in the mountains back to check in with Damon and Elena and Alaric. Damon tells Elena to get out of the water, but she refuses because she knows that he'll make her go home. And Damon says, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not an idiot. And Alaric says, you guys are actually both acting like idiots. So he's like, can we move this along, please? And Elena says, you know, Damon, you gave up on Stefan. Damon says, well, no, I faced reality. And he goes to be with her in the water. And he says, what is your plan? Go to the campsite, roast a marshmallow, wait for Stefan to show up. And she says, my plan is to find him and help. So that was exactly her plan. That was her plan, but it sounded stupid the way he put it. Yeah. And Elena says, this is as close as we've been to him since he left. And Damon says, I just want to remind you, Klaus thinks you're dead. And we want to keep it that way because that's safer. Plus, there's a full moon. And Elena's like, well, we'll find him before the full moon. She's like, the sun's still out. Like, it's not a full moon yet. And they're standing in the water. Elena's all wet. They're looking at each other. And all of a sudden, they realize they're in quite a sexy position. And they are letting sparks fly. And Alaric is watching. And he is shipping. Alaric is like, look, my girlfriend, that wound is still very raw. I don't need to be shipping right now. (laughs) Not ready yet. He's like, I'm not mentally prepped for this. I'm begging you. Get out of the water, please. Elena says, please. And Damon says, fine but we have to be gone before the moon is full. And she says, yeah, fine, I promise. And he says, unless you want to relive that deathbed kissy thing. And she says, I said, I promise. (laughs) He said, unless you want to kiss me again. He said, we could just kiss for fun if you really want it. He said, you know, I don't have to be on my deathbed for you to kiss me, just throwing it out. And she said, okay. So then we go back up to the campsite with all the hybrids. Ray is clearly fighting for his life. Yeah, he's not looking good. And Ray or Stefan, I don't remember which one. One of them says some master race. I think it was Stefan. Yeah, I think it was Stefan. And all of the other werewolves start waking up post-death and feeding on the human. Poor guy. And then Ray runs away. And Klaus says, go get him. And then Stefan goes after him. Then Ray bites Stefan. Uh-oh, werewolf bite. Hard. Big bite, too. Yeah. And runs off again. And as Stefan is chasing Ray down, he overhears our heroes approaching. 
Um, Elena refuses Damon's help climbing. They're all having kind of fun, like walking. And Stefan looks very longingly on the trio of people coming to save him. Yeah, because he's like, wow, they found me and like a cloak. Even when I killed his girlfriend. Yeah, they're still chasing me down and they could come. Like, it's possible that they can find me. It's not like I'm not as hidden as I fear I am. But he gets knocked out of that pretty quickly when Klaus comes up and he's like, hey, where's Ray? And Stefan pretty quickly, like, turns him away, leads him away from the bluff where he can obviously see Elena and Rick and Damon walking through a clearing. And then Klaus notices his werewolf bite and he says, ooh, fatal werewolf bite. Ouchie. And Stefan says, yeah, I'm going to need some of your blood. And Klaus says, you know, I'll tell you what. You find Ray, you can have some of my blood. And he's serious about this. And Stefan is not happy about that. Stefan's like, what's the point of being on this team if I don't get like access to the cure for werewolf bites? Yeah. That's like the one thing you bring me. It's the one perk. So he's like, okay, well, that fucking sucks. <laughs> so Stefan goes looking for Ray and Klaus approaches the rest of the pack as they're all waking up. And then we notice that that other girl is crying blood too. So we know now that whatever's happening to Ray is not a fluke. Yeah, it's not something with Ray. It's something with the whole transition process. Which I know Klaus is not a scientist, but I think he probably should have finished Ray's transition before he turned everyone. I guess the full moon came. He had to find them while they were all in the one spot in the mountains. Sure. So then we go over to the Lockwood house. Tyler comes home to Carol in the study and he says, hey, you put Vervain in my coffee this morning. And she says, What's Vervain? Yeah, she's like, what is that? And he says, okay, let's cut the shit. Let's skip the part where we pretend we don't know about vampires in this town. And she says, huh. And Tyler says, look, you were testing me to see if I was a vampire and I want to know why. And Carol says, well, you were spending a lot of time with Caroline. And Tyler says, why would that be connected? Tyler says, Caroline? What, What does Caroline have to do with this? And now it's Carol's turn to say, okay, cut the shit. Let's skip the part where we pretend she isn't one of them. Yeah. And Tyler says, hey, did you do something to Caroline? And Carol doesn't outright say that, but she does say, I don't want you two to be together because she's a monster. And so it's not a hard logic jump to say, oh, so yeah, you did do something to Caroline. That's essentially a, an admission of guilt. And I think Tyler takes it that way. If She's like, well, I don't want you guys to be together. And he's like, okay, you didn't answer though. So that's that doesn't sound great to me. Yeah. Tyler makes a realization and he says to Carol, you don't know about me, do you? And she says, no, what? Of course she doesn't. Why would she know this? She barely knows anything about vampires. Remember in season one when you were convinced she knew about Richard? I really thought. And that Richard knew? I really thought. Yeah. I I thought Richard was being a full werewolf. No. Yeah, he wasn't. Just hanging out. Gave the Lockwoods a lot of credit there. Yeah. So then we go back up to the mountains. Elena, Rick, and Damon are about a mile away and the sun is setting. But Elena's like, hey, the moon's not going to hit its apex for a while, okay? We we have time. She's like, hey, just because the sun is going down doesn't mean it's the full moon yet. We're fine. And then Ray comes out of the woods and Rick aims his crossbow at him. And Ray pretty quickly smells that Damon is a vampire and he kind of jumps at him. Rick shoots at him. The arrow doesn't do anything. Ray starts like baring his teeth. Elena tosses... Damon a wolfsbane grenade and Damon hits Ray with it and they're safe. And so they realize based on the fact that they used a wolfsbane grenade and they saw the veins and the fangs, they're like, so that that's a hybrid. And they know they're close to Klaus. So they're like, okay, that must be 
what we're dealing with now. Mm -hmm. So then we go over to the Donovan house with Matt and Jeremy. There's a bunch of Vicky's stuff all boxed up. They didn't donate any of it because it's been too hard. Don't, Don't blame them. There's a lot of personal items, which Jeremy says are important because they'll help to build a strong connection. And Matt asks if Vicky's pipe counts. Queen. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. And Matt is looking at old childhood pictures and he is not doing well. Yeah, he clearly hasn't looked at any of this since she died. Yeah. And Jeremy says, look, it's your sister. Like, we can help her. And Matt says, I don't think I can do this. You have to leave. Jeremy is upset to hear that Matt isn't quite ready for it, but he understands. And Jeremy does accept this and leave. You know, he's planted the seed. It could still turn around, but clearly there's no point in pushing him right now. Jeremy knows this is very hard for Matt. Matt has put a picture frame, a picture of Vicky and Matt face down, and he turns away and there's a little sound and he turns back and the frame is propped up. So we're meant to understand that Vicky put the picture up to be like, hey, bitch, help me. She's like, hey, yeah, I'm here. I'm proud of it. And I have to say, this is either a really great Photoshop job or she fully has a blonde brother because this really does look like a picture of them. I know it's good. You see a lot of bad Photoshop jobs in cases like this. So I was like, wow, that that's really selling it to me. Pleasant surprise. So then we go back to the woods. Rick and Damon and Elena have tied up Ray. Elena is soaking ropes in Vervain and she says, hey, Rick, take them. And then Damon takes them and they burn his hand. And she says, I said, Rick. And she's like, I didn't say Damon. That's not my fault, buddy. And they're realizing that even with all the ropes, they don't really have enough to hold him and that they don't really think they can make it to the ridge before the full moon at this point. And Elena's like, well, if we make him talk, we won't have to make it to the ridge. So let's do that. And she's like, we still have a little time. The ropes will hold him for at least a little bit. Yeah. So she's like, okay, let's talk to him. So she's like, hey, well, she doesn't say hey, but she basically like he wakes up. She's ready to talk. And then he starts to scream and he starts to turn. And they're like, wait, he's already turning. The moon's not even up. He like starts to like kind of try to nip at Damon, doesn't really get very far. And Elena says, "Okay, we have to get out now. And so Rick and Damon follow Elena and Ray continues to turn tied to the trees. And Rick knows that the ropes cannot hold a wolf. So they start moving and they leave the ropes there. Yeah, because, I mean, he can break through ropes. It might take him a couple minutes, but he'll get out of that. And it does make sense even before we like know how the hybrid thing goes down. We know that the first transition can go really long. Like the timing isn't quite right, you know? So it's not crazy that this would start early. Well, also it's because hybrids can turn without the full moon. Oh. So they can turn whenever. So his body just is trying to turn. Yeah, is the assumption. Pop that into place, whatever. Is that the full moon is not needed. So either his body's trying to turn or he's trying to turn because he knows that's how he'll get out of the ropes, even subconsciously. Yeah, or he's like smelling the vampire and wants a snack. Yeah, he says, yum, yum, gotta go. So then elsewhere, Klaus has fed the human's blood to every single transitioning hybrid. And so he says, well, you are finished. Thank you so much for all your hard work today. And then Klaus bites him and drinks the rest of his blood and he dies. Rough day for the human. Yeah, really wrong day to go on a camping trip with your girlfriend, buddy. Yeah. Klaus looks around and starts to notice the other people who are mid-transition. He notices they all look quite a bit like zombies and he... You can see he's kind of starting to be like, oh, this doesn't seem like it's going well. Yeah, they're all literally walking around like zombies. And he's like, "Okay, I know the transition might have a little bit of growing pains, but this should not be happening. But this is a little much. He's like, I felt powerful right away. They should be starting to feel that, you know? 
So he's noticing things aren't going super well. Then elsewhere on the mountain, Elena, Damon and Rick are running. Elena trips. They say don't move. And she looks up and a wolf is right in front of her. We ass- we have to assume it's Ray based on where we are. And that the wolf kind of looks like Ray. Sure. And Damon lures the wolf away from them because obviously the wolf's going to be more interested in the vampire than humans. So he lures the wolf away from Rick and Elena. And Alaric's like, okay, we have to keep moving. Damon can handle himself. And Elena does not want to leave Damon behind, but she really doesn't have a choice at this point. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because Damon does his little fast run away. And the werewolf can do a fast run now too because it's I, Rick. So now you're not even faster than the wolf. I know, so that's rough. And Elena's like, I can't leave him because, you know, it's my fault that Damon's out here. And Alaric said, no, actually, it's my fault that Damon's out here. They both blame themselves for bringing Damon out into the danger of werewolves and death. But they're here now. So so they're like, we got to go. Damon could have stayed home. He knew there were werewolves out here. There was no secret. You know, they they told they just told Damon where they were going and why they were going. Yeah, he came. So then we go to the Lockwood cellar. Tyler is bringing Carol down to the cellar and he's like, listen, I'm the monster, not Caroline. And she's like, I'm sorry. What, what, like, what the fuck are we doing here? She's like, I don't really hang out down here personally. (laughs) And he locks her in a little cell in the cellar. And he says, you know, it's in me and Uncle Mason's blood. It's a family curse. And she's like, what the fuck? What's with the chains? And then he starts to turn. She has to watch him turn and she just screams. Yeah, because it's an interior cell. She can't go anywhere. She's just in there. She's got to hang out. So then we go back to the woods. Damon is alone in the woods and Ray finds him in human form. He attacks. They fight briefly. It's going like back and forth. You kind of don't know who has the upper hand here. It goes back and forth. But then Stefan comes and pulls out Ray's heart. I didn't see exactly how he killed him here. I was moved very fast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stefan comes from behind and pulls the heart out. That's how. I guess that's a question like so you don't have to like stake a hybrid. I think the argument would be that you I don't I think you could stake a hybrid, but I think the werewolf thing might complicate it. Yeah, I'm curious because, you know, we know Klaus really can't be killed, but we have to assume that not every hybrid is like invincible. There's I just feel like the balance would not allow for that. Yeah, well, because Klaus is only really invincible because he's an original vampire. That's what really makes him invincible. So I think a normal vampire, even mixed with a werewolf, because a werewolf can be killed pretty easily. I think a stake would probably do the trick, but obviously tearing out a heart is much more efficient. So Damon says, fancy meeting you here. And Stefan says, hey, what part of Don't Follow Me got lost in translation? Damon says, I don't know what to tell you. Take it up with your girlfriend. If you don't want her to chase you, you should stop with the late night phone calls. And Stefan's like, that wasn't me. Yeah, Stefan's like, I didn't call her. He barely sells it. And Damon does not buy it. Damon says, sure you did. Yeah, Damon's like, look, obviously you called her. Like, again, that's why we're here. Like, we don't have to have this argument. This is just the situation. Yeah. Stefan says, she has to give up on me because I'm not coming back. You have to take her home and keep her there this time. And Stefan leaves Damon to think about this statement. And Damon's like, what about Elena makes you think I am capable of keeping her at home? Yeah. The bitch loves to run away. <laughs> she does. So then we check in on Rick and Elena in the car. Elena is worried because Stefan and Damon are out there somewhere where there's all these werewolves and hybrids running around and they're just sitting in the car. 
But Alaric says, hey, let the vampires fight the hybrid zombie mountain man. I'm going to keep the humans safe. And Elena said, hey, I thought you checked out taking care of people. And Alaric says, I know what you're doing. I'm not a dumbass. Um, there's not a lesson here. So stop it. Yeah, he's like, I just don't want to get attacked by a wolf. Like, you really don't have to be pulling out like this deep meaning here. Like, I'm just hanging out in here with you, so neither of us die. But she continues to pull out the deep meaning. She says, you know, you're better at taking care of people than you think. You know, you think you're a lost cause, but I don't. You're just lost, but so are me and Jeremy. Our family is gone. We have no one. And to be honest, you don't have anyone either. We're kind of it for each other. Yeah, she's like, look, it's not like I was like dying for you to be my dad or anything, but I don't have any other family and we like having you around and you are helpful to us. So stop pretending like this wasn't beneficial in some way. Yeah. Like, don't just shut people out because you're sad. Like, we're all sad. Yeah. At least hang out with us, you know? And so Alaric looks at the Gilbert ring on his finger and he says, okay, well, I'm going to keep the ring then. So obviously that's him really saying, I'm going to stay with you guys. You're my family now. Very cute, sweet moment. Yeah. And Damon then approaches the car. And Elena's like, oh, my God, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm bite free. Get in the car now. And she just wants to have a minute to appreciate he's not dead. But he says, no, we need to get out of here. And he pushes her toward the car. She fights back a little bit, but she eventually goes in the car. From a distance, Stefan is watching them just leave. And then Elena looks up and she thinks she sees him, but he zooms away pretty fast. So she probably did see him, but she will assume it's a trick of the light. Because we saw her kind of look around and clearly make some sort of eye contact and he ran away. And here's my thing, Stefan. You want someone to stay away from you, not get involved? Don't stand where she can see you. I know it's tempting to watch her stand behind a bush. He just wants to see, he wants her to see him. He wants her to have hope because he doesn't want her to give up. And I think he is still worried that Damon doesn't have any hope and he wants one of them to, you know? Yeah, exactly. So let me go back over to the Gilbert house where Matt is knocking on the door and he apologizes to Jeremy about earlier. And Jeremy's like, don't apologize. I know that what I'm asking you to do is a lot to ask. So Matt shows that he brought beer. Don't know where he got that. Probably stole from the grill. Or it's, I'm sure he has a fake ID. I feel like, it's a small enough town that people would know he's not old enough, but maybe they're like, that guy's had a hard life. Let him buy beer. (laughs) (laughs) He can have a couple years head start. (laughs) So Jeremy lets him in and Matt says, you know, all day I went through Vicky's stuff and I was reminiscing. And what I realized was that most people didn't get Vicky. They just saw her as trouble and like, let her go at that. But you really got her better than almost anyone better than me. A lot of the time. And Matt doesn't know what they're going to do with all the personal items, but he brought some stuff for them to use. And it's true. No one really did get Vicky. I mean, everyone took her just at face value. And Jeremy was the only one who saw her for like being a better person. And so it's nice that Matt can recognize that and like open up a little bit because he's been just kind of doing this by himself. Jeremy says, you know, I don't remember her dying. I don't know if Caroline told you that when she told you the whole story, but Elena took that memory away from me because she thought I couldn't handle it. Whatever my last moment was with Vicky, I don't have it. And I think that's why it hurts him so much to hear her say, like, help me. Cause he was like, well, what did I do in the last moment? Like, did I not help her then? Mm-hmm. Like, did I let her die? Like, 
did something else happen that I like couldn't prevent it? Like, could I have stopped it somehow? You know, he just has no idea. Mm -hmm. And then Matt realizes he also doesn't have that moment. He doesn't remember his last moment with Vicky when she was just his sister before she was a vampire. Although that can probably be chalked up to Matt's own stupidity rather than compulsion. You know, some timeline, you can probably figure it out. Yeah, at first he started saying like, I don't remember my last moment with her either. And I was like, oh no. I was like, is he about to realize someone compelled something away from him? But no, he just doesn't remember. Yeah, he just doesn't remember it. <laughs> I don't think it was compulsion at all. <laughs> yeah. So then, inspired by this beautiful heartwarming conversation, Vicky appears. Jeremy sees her, but Matt doesn't. Yeah, Matt kind of runs over at first. And I was like, oh, is he seeing her? But no. Yeah. But Matt knows that she's there because Jeremy tells him. So Jeremy asks Vicky, like, how can I help you? And Vicky says, I can come back. Help me come back. So what do you think this means? Well, I mean, we, I think to come back, that's not like a free thing. I think she'd have to get somebody else's life force to come back. Interesting. That's what, that's one thing I feel confident about. Do you think she has a life force she's looking to trade that she's like, that's who I want. That's the spot I want to take. I think frankly, she knows that Jeremy would do it or would at least consider it and and maybe she could trick him into it. I do think she cares about Jeremy enough that I want to think that that's not the case. But I think she also knows Jeremy could do that for her and find someone. Mm -hmm. And then a window breaks and Anna appears and she says, don't trust Vicky. And so that's partially why I think that as well, that Anna's like, no, she can't just come back. Uh, there are strings attached. I it's mean, actually not quite that simple. It's the same thing with Jeremy, you know, dying and, and coming back. Like that wasn't for free. Yeah. Like there are strings that come with that. Or Elena dying and coming back. Someone else had to die to do that. Exactly. Like I, you can't just pop up whenever it's, you know, it's the balance thing of witches. And so I think if there's some way Vicky can come back, it probably is at the cost of someone else. Mm-hmm. Especially if we consider that, how the vampire thing might affect it. She might have to kill off a vampire to come back, in which case I would guess she would be wanting to take the spot of Stefan, considering he's the one who killed her. Fair enough. (laughs) I think she'd be like, fuck that dude. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't particularly like Elena, so that's just a cherry on top. (laughs) Win-win. So then we go back into the Tennessee woods. Stefan is carrying Ray's body to Klaus, where Klaus is surrounded by all the other dead hybrids. And Klaus tells Stefan like they went rabid I killed some others bled out end of the day they're all dead werewolves do be dying like every time we meet a werewolf they're dead yeah and Klaus is pretty upset he picks something up and throws it he yells he's mad he's like I did everything I was told I should be able to turn them I broke the curse I killed a vampire I killed a wolf I killed a doppelganger and Stefan's just sitting there like Bessie I'm afraid to tell you this yeah, Stefan's like, okay, I got to keep my poker face on because I do still have this werewolf bite that needs to get cured. But he's like, but I don't want him to start figuring this out. So do you think that the reason the hybrids aren't working is because Elena is still walking the earth? I think that's potential. I mean, that's an obvious reason. Although she like technically did die and come back. So I'm not 100% sure that that's it. I think it could honestly be that he, that like the way this spell worked, like they cursed him from being a hybrid. You know, they stopped him from being a full hybrid, having that power. Like they could have him being able to turn like any werewolf into a hybrid seems like a lot of stress on the universe that the witches wouldn't allow. So you would think even if he broke the curse, 
there would be some way that the witches would be like, no, you can't just have like 4 million hybrids. Like you can't just turn everyone. Like we have spells in place to restore balance. And like, you can break one so you can be a hybrid, but you can't like- They would put some push obstacles. Push it further than that. You would think, so I think that's potential too, because if it were just like, he had to kill Elena, like, I mean, he's going to find out Elena's alive soon enough. Like, I, I think it's probably something- bigger than just that like i think the crisp was not as simple as he thought it was sure stefan's trying to keep his poker face and klaus looks at stefan and for a second it looks like klaus suspects something and then klaus says you look like hell and stefan says yeah well i'm dying from the werewolf bite you won't cure yeah he's like i have a fatal bite like you are the one with the cure like we don't have any other hybrids so it's kind of just you and klaus doesn't seem particularly keen to heal stefan and so Stefan takes a different approach, and this is a pretty smart move, though I do think Klaus probably would have healed him anyway. It's kind of smart of Stefan to bow down a little bit here. Stefan says, look, I had to take Ray out. I had no choice. I failed you. I'm so sorry. Do what you have to do. Because, look, Klaus was going to keep Stefan alive, regardless of whatever his reason for liking Stefan is. He has no one else right now. Like, his whole army that he was, like, building... Every single one of them is dead. And he can't be that mad at Stefan for killing Ray when he had to kill all the other ones, you yeah. know? So it's like, it's kind of like, of course he would help Stefan, but he does, but I think it is smart of Stefan to kind of say like, no, I'm so sorry, do whatever you want. You're still the most powerful one here. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Because clearly this uh, took a chunk out of Klaus's ego. Oh, he was yeah. very excited. He's been building this up in his mind for literally a thousand years what he's going to do when he gets this. And he had to wait all summer to find a pack. He finally found a pack and they all fucking died. Like what? What? He was like, this was a lot of my energy. Yeah, it's a blow. So I think he he really needs someone with him right now, but it's good of Stefan to make it seem like, you know, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And Klaus says it should have worked. And he's like pretty pissed off. He walks away. He picks up a beer um, or an empty bottle. It's hard to tell if there's anything in it. And he bites his hand and he puts some of his blood in the beer bottle and gives it to Stefan to drink. Klaus looks at the aftermath and says, we're leaving. And then he looks at Stefan and says, you know, it appears that you're the only comrade I have left. And he starts to leave. Stefan drinks his little blood and he follows. A little peek of, you know, I know Klaus wants the power of having an army, but me thinks somebody wants a family. Yeah, he seems a little lonely. He seems a little lonely and he's dropped a couple things like that where he seems like he's like, well, guess I'm alone again. I mean, you have to imagine that seeing Stefan willing to like sacrifice his entire life to save his brother. Klaus is literally like me and who? Yeah, Klaus is like, man, my brother almost killed me. I had to lie about bringing a whole family back just so he wouldn't kill me. And he's like, and then I still killed him. He's like, man, I don't know how they do it. He said, this guy's brother wants to steal his girlfriend and they still love each other. What? He's like, this guy's brother wants to steal his girlfriend and then he killed his brother's girlfriend and they're still on each other's side. How do you guys do that? He's like, I don't get it. He's like, I want Stefan to be my brother. (laughs) Yeah, we just, we're seeing a peak of like, I think there's some emotion there. Yeah. So then we go over to the Gilbert house. Elena is ready for bed and she goes into her room to find Damon there. And she's like, oh, seriously? She's like, I can't ever know peace. 
And he says, hey, uh, I was wrong. And Elena says, are you drunk? And he says, no. <laughs> it's like, I don't even seem that drunk. He said, I'm all posed. Do you think a drunk person could pose like this? Could a drunk person do this? Damon says, you know, I thought Stefan was gone, but I was wrong. And Elena says, oh, my God, you saw him? Is he okay? And Damon says, no, he's not okay. He's an insufferable murderer that needs his ass kicked, but he can be saved. Because it was clear through this interaction that humanity was still on. Oh, he yeah. tried to trick him with the Andy thing and he and Damon believed it. But now this time it's like, okay, no, his humanity's on. He's doing what he has to do. And Elena says, well, what changed your mind? And Damon says, even in his darkest place where he is right now, he still couldn't let me die. So I owe him the same in return. I'm going to help you bring him back. And Elena says, well, thank you very much. He said, finally, only took you three months to come around on it, but I guess we're here. And Damon says, but before I do, I need you to answer one question. And she goes, oh, boy. She said, oh, this can't be good. And he (laughs) says, what made you change your mind? She says, about what? (laughs) Yeah, it goes back and forth for a while. She's like, what do you mean? Change my mind. He says, you know, you were hell bent on staying on that mountain and you changed your mind. So I just want to know why. And she kind of danced around it. She says, you know, we were under attack. And he says, yeah, well, you had a bag full of weapons and a teacher with an eternity ring. And she said, yeah, but it was too dangerous. He says, oh, it was too dangerous to go in the first place. So what was it that made you want to leave? And she's like in denial. She doesn't want to admit it. But eventually he wears her down and she says, "Okay, fine. I didn't want you to get hurt. And I was worried about you. Happy. And he's like, he, he, he. I knew that was the answer. I just needed you to say it. He gives a very curt like, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, oh, how sweet of you to say. And he starts (laughs) to leave. And Elena says, yes, I worry about you, okay? Why do you have to hear me say it? And Damon says, because when I drag my brother from the edge and deliver him back to you, I want you to remember the things you felt while he was gone. She said, oh, okay. He is holding her neck while he's doing this. And I'm like, hello. She said, lower your voice, King. Um, Yeah, he's holding her neck. They're looking at each other's lips. It looks for a second like that they might kiss. She is looking at his lips for like a full 10 seconds. It wasn't like a quick glance, like whatever. She is like begging for it at this yeah. point. But Damon says goodnight and then leaves as Rick is coming up the stairs with his luggage. And Damon says, hey, Rick. And then he leaves. And Rick clocks the sexual tension because how could he not? It's stinking up the entire upstairs. <laughs> yeah, he, he was halfway up the stairs just listening to that for like the last five minutes. He, <laughs> he had been on the stairs for a while there. Yeah. <laughs> the pheromones are flying and once damon leaves like Alex just looks at elena and says hey you know what you're doing there and elena says no i don't elena's like i really do not <laughs> said i'm a little overwhelmed here and at this current point i kind of wish you weren't staying here <laughs> yeah i kind of wish you would go back to your apartment so then we go over back to the lockwood cellar tyler wakes up post-transition he's naked and his mom is there watching and she's seen the whole thing and she says i'll take care of it I'll make sure nothing happens to her. And he thanks her. And it's like, Carol, it's a little late, sweetie. Yeah, you can't really make that promise. And we see that uh, she really can't make that promise. She gives Bill a call. Bill is sitting in his car and he picks up the phone and she says, you know, I think we made a mistake. I think, you know, maybe it's a guilty conscience, but I just I really don't think we should do this. And he says, hey, Carol, don't feel guilty. okay? they're not human. They're monsters. And Carol says, "Okay, uh, but what if we're wrong? And Bill, like any of these old vampire hunting families before him, says, like, 
Look, my family's been committed to this fight for almost 150 years. You married into it, so maybe you don't understand, but I do. I know what my obligations are. And see, he said 150 years, and I was like, oh, is this another Gilbert? Like, because we haven't really seen this, like, harsh belief from any other family than the Gilberts thus far. Yeah. And then he hangs up, and Carol panics because she realizes things aren't going well. Also because she's like, oh, I did tell him where I'm keeping her. Yeah. Like, it would have been nice if I had kept that one to myself for just a little bit longer. Yeah. So then we go to some dungeon. We don't really know where it is. Caroline wakes up and realizes she's chained to a chair. She says, hey, anyone there? She hears someone coming down the stairs. She assumes it's Mrs. Lockwood. And she says, oh, Mrs. Lockwood. And then Bill comes in and he says, hi, Caroline. And Caroline says, daddy? So... Bill is Bill Forbes, father of Miss Caroline Forbes, ex-husband of Liz Forbes, which may I remind you, he's gay. We know this about him. Oh, this is Caroline's gay dad. We've only heard about him briefly. I forgot that he was gay, but we heard him mentioned. Not really important, but just something to think about. Really woke of them to have a gay villain. Is it? (laughs) So that's the end of the episode. We end on a cliffhanger. Um, We touched on this a little bit, but what do you think, knowing that Bill is Caroline's father and knowing what Bill has been saying the whole episode, what do you think Bill's plan is for Caroline? So you can, I mean, you can hope that he doesn't want to just straight up kill his daughter, but I I don't know about that. We've seen levels of that for a while. I do think it's notable that he seems to not be in contact with the sheriff about this. Mm-hmm. That is very notable. That's worth pointing out. And I think it's also notable that he has her held in a dungeon. Like, if he didn't want something from her, like, it wouldn't matter who killed her. I don't know why he would be willing to kill her. Like, if I'm, if my child is what I think is a monster and I want them dead, I don't know that I'd be capable of that. But yeah. I don't really, I guess that's not a problem for him. So I think he probably wants to get some answers of like, how did you become a vampire? When did this happen? Mm-hmm. Like, how long have you been hiding this from our family? How could you do this to our family kind of thing? Yeah. I really don't know how she's going to get out of this one because it like, you know, Tyler now knows that Carol has her somewhere, but he has no idea anyone else is involved. And his mom has said, like, I'm going to keep her safe, whatever. So even if Carol, like, Carol can tell that Bill knows where she is, whatever. But I don't know that Carol has any way to get around this. Like, even if she tells Tyler, like, hey, this is where she is. I I don't think she would let him go get involved in that. Is there anyone else you think Carol could tell who would be able to help? Maybe the sheriff. I think that's an easy one. Her and the sheriff both have now found a way, even though it's new for both of them, newer for Carol, obviously, to kind of reconcile this monster versus not monster thing. I do think it's worth mentioning that both Carol and the sheriff who are reckoning with that married into these founding families. That is an interesting There is a level of like pompousness that comes from the like actual founding families. And from men in general. And from men in general. And you have to imagine... I mean, we haven't seen Bill at all on the council. We haven't really interacted with him, but clearly he's been around. I, it's similar to John Gilbert, that they're like on the council, but like not really. Yeah. Um, I, I bet those two were friends. So someone should show him John's letter <laughs> before he died. Yeah. And be like, hey, this might be you soon. Um, so I think he has bigger plans in store. I think his ultimate goal is to kill Caroline at this point. 
I think there are enough people that don't want that to happen that will prevent it, essentially. Yeah. Do you think Bill is potentially one of our big villains of the season? I think he's definitely a thorn in the side at the minimum. I think he could be a big villain, but I think, I don't think he is prepared to be dealing with all of this. Like, it's the same thing with all the council. Like, yes, they know they should kill vampires, but they don't know a lot about that world. And I've said this before. I mean, I think Klaus will be back in Mystic Falls soon enough. And uh, I'm sorry, Bill is no match for that. Yeah. So let, let me just say, if Elijah wakes up, if Klaus is there, Bill will stake him and be like, I fucking got him. I'm, I'm a god. And then obviously that won't work for him. So I, I don't think he is going to be like that big of a concern. I think he will complicate things, but I, I don't think he's our biggest issue. We have to assume he's probably smarter than John Gilbert in some way. Because John like knew about vampires and was like protecting vampires like Isabel. Whereas I'm sure Bill is a little bit more like fuck all vampires. Yeah. Just off the top since he this quickly was ready to uh, capture his own daughter. So I think he's like a little bit more evil than John, but I don't think he's necessarily more powerful or or dangerous. I think he's just going to be an annoyance more than anything. Sure. Where do you think Klaus goes from here in his quest for hybrids? I mean, because the whole summer they were looking for werewolves to turn. They finally found him. Mm -hmm. They turn him. And it doesn't work. So what's the next step for Klaus here and for Stefan? So I think there are a couple steps. One, find some witches to help explain what happened here. He is notably out of witches at the moment, but that doesn't mean he can't find some. Mm -hmm. And kind of ask, like, why would this go wrong? I mean, who else would he really have to ask for hybrid information? Like, he would be the one who would know anything about hybrids realistically. He could also potentially go wake up some of the other originals, see what their thoughts are. I'm convinced that these originals are all just, they all have their individual daggers in, in this shipping container, and then he can just take them out. That's my thought. (laughs) So I think he could reach out to them. I think he could just potentially come back to Mystic Falls and be like, okay, let me go through like what went wrong here. Like, Mm-hmm. Let me retrace my steps. I know I did the sacrifice. I know this happened. Yeah, let me go, you know, check on things. Because I think at some point he's going to figure out Elena's alive. And whether he figures that out before he knows what went wrong with this curse and what's going on with the hybrids is unclear. Because obviously, if he knows Elena's alive, he's going to assume that's the reason that the turning of the hybrids didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I assume that, you know, even though the curse is broken, I don't know that him just killing the doppelganger would free this up, you know, because the whole curse breaking had to go through this whole sacrifice process. So I don't like it might be past the point that killing the doppelganger can do anything. Mm -hmm. But I think those are his options. Go find a witch or go back to Mystic Falls. We'll see if he does either of those in the next episode. But that's the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying Doppelgangers and the Vampire Diaries, please tell your friends about it and leave a lovely glowing five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. So we'll see you guys next week. Until then, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.